what's up new hope community church good morning and welcome to sunday service if this is your first time or your first time in a long time and you've never seen me before my name is patrick machado and i'm the youth and young adults pastor here at new hope community church and i just want you to get ready for the word this morning so i hope you got your coffee um, or your hot cocoa Maybe you got your Bible, which is paper or a Bible app. And let's jump right into today's word. Well, we're going to be reading from Proverbs 24. So go to that and I'll read and you follow along. Proverbs 24, 15, 16. Do not lurk like a thief near the house of the righteous. Do not plunder their dwelling place. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for this day. Thank you that you are our God and that we have not just one chance or two chances, but over and over you have made a way for us to find redemption in Jesus. So God, we invite you into this place. We ask you to speak to your people. We love you. Pray this in your name. Amen. Well, when I was in junior high, right, uh, I had the great idea with my fellow neighborhood kids to get all the little kid bikes. And uh, we, we got all the small bikes, we got on them, and we were going to jump a ramp we made. The ramp was made out of one plywood, and one cinder block. So basically just teetering like that. And uh, we got in a straight line and we would jump this. So we went from one side of the loop and rode it as fast as we could to jump the ramp. Well, I was towards the back of the line and every time a person would jump, the board would slip back more and more. And it, when it became my turn, I would just slam right into this cinder block. Well, I flipped over, I fell down, and I thought it was crazy. We got to try that again. And so we made the ramp, we lined up, and I did it again. Slam right into the cinder block, flipped over, and I was like, this cannot keep happening. Let's try this again. We do it a third time, I fall, I'm like cut up, there's pebbles all in my arms, and I hear the voice of my grandma from the yard going, what's wrong with you? Get in this house. Hey, I only mention that because I don't think the writers of Proverbs or God himself had in mind um, of a boy riding a bike into a cinder block. But how many of us find ourselves because of our decisions picking ourselves up over and over again. Or maybe we are just having to pick ourselves off the ground because life is just tough. And I love it because God in this verse is being upfront. He's saying, life is gonna be tough. There's gonna be challenges. You will stumble, you will fall. And what are you going to do? What are you made of? When you're a person that slams into a cinder block and is on the ground, what will you do? Well, this is what the heart of my message and what God says a righteous person does. 
The righteous rise repeatedly because their persons and their paths are sustained by the Lord, no matter the injustice of this world. Meaning we have the choice to let 2020, COVID, protesting, elections to take us or take hold of us for us to carry it and hold on to it or hold us down into 2021. Or we have the choice to get up, leave these things behind and be sustained by Jesus. A choice to grow and reap and thrive in 2021. But the choice is ours. God has said there's going to be injustice, there's going to be wicked things, and there's going to be calamity. But in all those things, God is helping us see that He loves you beyond all the trials, the tribulations, that He will be there and take you as long as we get up continuously and go. So if you're taking notes, point one is going to be, you can put it there right in the line, count your blessings. That's right, count your blessings. Psalms 103, 1 through 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who sacrifices you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In other words, the Lord has already blessed. And so may we bless him in a response. He's already blessed you. And so may we bless in a response. Well, Christmas just passed and there's something my kids picked up from her mom, um, their mom, which is counting presents. They love to count presents, right? And they'll spend time going, oh, so-and-so has this much and so-and-so has this much and how come I got this much? And they don't realize that there's a cost to different things, right? Like Judah is going to get a little more stuff because a lot of his stuff is cheap. Chloe doesn't have as much because her stuff is expensive. And why do I say this is because when it comes to comparing right? It's very easy for us to count. It's very easy to count. Oh, how come so-and-so has this and I don't have this? How come so-and-so is being blessed with that, but I'm not blessed with that? Yet at the same time, it's tough for us to count our own blessings. And this is why it's so important. Stop staring at the other people's blessings, but count your own blessings. Because God knows you exactly, and he wants to bless you specifically. And so when we take account that God is good, and he is blessing me, and there's greatness to come, when we're able to say, man, God is still good, and rub those pebbles off our arms, we're so much more inclined to move forward in this life. And the cool part is, I love that scripture because he mentions these things that he's already done, meaning he has already blessed. That it's not about what I do, my good deeds, 
It reminds me that when I was a teenager, I wasn't living my life sold out for Jesus. Yet I found the blessing when I was caught in a current in Makapu, swimming for my life. A man came with a surfboard and let me rest on it and then swim and rest and swim till I got in. I didn't do anything to earn that blessing, but God blessed me in that moment. Before Jesus Christ did anything on this earth, all right, before his ministry even started, God, the Father, blessed him with his presence, saying, this is my son who I love dearly. Before you do anything, his heart is to bless. Who are we not to take account and take sight of what he's doing in each of our lives? To take account that every morning we're alive, like the one today. That how about the blessing of being able to get past that cop while we were speeding, right? The blessing of being able to live in a place like Hawaii where many people will take their life savings to just come for a week. We were blessed to be here. We're surrounded by loved ones. And that, the blessing that before any of us has even come on this earth, Jesus Christ sacrificed his life for the salvation of every man. These are the blessings worth getting up for. I know I, I, it motivates me to get up that today is a day that I have a chance to do something great in the name of Jesus Christ. Will you be someone that will get up because you've been blessed? Point two is going to be give thanks to your Lord. We give thanks to God. We give thanks to him. We praise his name. In 1 Chronicles 16, 34, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So I looked up the effects of what it's like for a person to be thankful. And there's these two psychologists that have done studies on gratefulness. Um, they found that they took three groups of people. One group for 10 weeks was going to write things that they were thankful for. Another group for the same 10 weeks was going to write things down that irritate them. And then the third group was going to write things down that get, had no emotion, like, I had a banana today. They would write that down. And what they found is the people that continued to focus on being thankful lived a healthier, more engaging, happier life. There's something to people medically when it comes to thankfulness. How much more would we benefit spiritually from living a thankful for our Lord kind of life? What would the relationship between Jesus and you look like if you lived a life that was thankful for what he's done in your life, what he could do in your life? This is the part where we're saying, I, I not only am getting up, but I'm choosing to move forward. I'm, I'm, I'm getting up and I'm ready to go because we understand that you, God, have a future and a hope for us that I no longer want to sit here and wallow. I don't want to look at my bumps and bruises. I don't want to look at the scratches. I want to move on. Yes, I've learned from where I've come from and I've fallen and those things happen, but I'm not going to stay there. 
thankfulness moves us forward because we are blessed and he is leading us. Last point is going to be trust God, your way maker. Trust God, your way maker. Proverbs again, three, five through six. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. It was pretty cool. We had our last uh, life group of the year for the youth ministry. And we gathered and we had um, devotions and it was an awesome time. And one of our students, Sierra, whoop, shout out to Sierra, um, shared her devotional and it was an amazing one. And it was out of First Peter and she basically came to the conclusion that it is not being able to see God that a lot of people have a hard time believing in him. But she was in awe in the fact it is by that faith, it is by that um, ability to believe in him that, that, that leaves her in awe that God wants something greater. That she was like, I, I don't even need to see him to believe him. I just know it within me that he is there. Where people need to see she doesn't need to see because there's a trust there. Like Sierra, we need to put our faith in him. We don't need to just prop him up like that's my religion or this is my stance or this is my morality. But no, this is my relationship. She was like, I get a genuine relationship with Jesus. That's all I need. And that's all any one of us really need. So let me ask you, when other people are looking at your life and they may see bushes and they may see branches on the ground and it might be a little darker. And are you going to see the path clear because you stand with the way maker? Are you willing to trust him to not look at the bushes, to not look and focus on the thorns and to look at the hole in your slipper, <laughs> but to look at the Jesus that has been with you the whole time. In closing, if you feel like you're someone who's tired, uh, maybe you feel like you're down in the dumps. Maybe you feel like, man, life has just been beating up on me. And you're lying in the middle of the street like I was as a junior hire and there's some rocks in your shins and you're wondering if you bent the wheel on your little bike and, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to stay here in life. Or maybe you're someone who it's not even 2020. This is something that's been happening or you've been holding on for five to 20 years. There's something in there that's just like I'm down and I can't get up. You can. And how do I know that? Let me read this last piece of scripture. It's going to come out of John 5 and it's going to be 5 through 15. And I think this speaks to all of us who feel like we cannot get up. It says one who was there had been an invalid or someone not included into society for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been there in this condition for so long, he asked him, 
Do you want to get well? And the man replied, Sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of him, of me. And Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured, and he picked up his mat and walked. The day on which took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, Is it... It is the Sabbath the Lord forbids you to carry your mat. But he said, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is the fellow who told you to pick up and walk? The man was healed, had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. The man went, on, uh, went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Again, for some of us, we've been just sitting there. This guy, 38 years. And he, he had every chance to try to get up, make it to the pool, but he couldn't. Until his Savior came along and said, Get up, sin no more, go. For some of you, this morning is that moment. He's saying, Don't take 2020 issues into 2021. He's saying, Hey, that hurt that you've been carrying on to, leave it here and move forward. And he's not saying, Because just because he's saying there is so much for you I have a plan for you I have dreams for you I want to walk with you there's a relationship to be had here the question is are we gonna take that no matter no matter their excuses are we gonna just get up pick up our mat and go because that's the heart of the Father. He wants to bless you. That's who He is. Are we going to respond in such a way where we account for the blessings, that we're thankful, and that we are going to follow and trust Jesus Christ? Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you, you continue to be what we ever so need, that you meet every single person, whether it be in a crowded auditorium with a ton of people or the soft, quiet place of someone's bedroom. Lord, you are always speaking. Are we listening? We are so thankful for who you are, what you've done, and what you can do. I ask, Lord, that you would strengthen those that may not have that inner strength to get up today. That they would find that strength. It may not be today, maybe tomorrow. May you give opportunities and opportunities for each person to get up, to walk, to have confidence in 
this next step in the future that you have before them, that they know that there is a Jesus who is with them and that he knows that the wrestling that goes on between flesh and spirit is real, that they would know that their God is with them and it is their choice to get up and walk with him, to have a healthier life, to choose thankfulness, to account for the blessings in their lives. Lord, bless them, strengthen them, find favor in them, and may they fall deeper and deeper in love with you. I pray that in your name. Amen. Well, that was just a great time and I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, we hope you tune in next week Sunday. Um, again, we're still on break for men's, women's, and children's arc and youth ministry, but we will be back on the 10th and um, I'll see you guys next week for the next service. See you guys later. Bye.